have okay so i have washed my face don't worry i will give you deets on the mask that i'm using i'm just trying something new so um if you're coming from my last podcast where i was talking about codependency uh i'm gonna play a clip and you're gonna see on the thumbnail it's gonna be a, a woman um i guess her name is uh, Dr. Snipes, but it's uh, from Doc Snipes, 15 signs you're hitting bottom in codependency. And when she started talking about this section, this segment of letting go, I am going to play it. Y'all, it's moments like this where sometimes it can feel like because I'm sharing my thought process and the musing aspect, even with, with the last podcast, I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to put it out there. And I articulated it the best I could. I'm not saying to go back, but if you do, it's going to be so interesting because you can kind of make the connection between what I was trying to say and how she's able to um, cover a lot of the things I said here in a good, so this is what, 15, in a two minute mark. In a in a two minute uh section and it's everything from like the grieving process to giving yourself time, letting go of control, understanding that you cannot fix someone else. And I think that um I I know it has to trigger some people, but it's kind of like the conversations of, of the young lady that called in to Kendra G's dating show and she was actually on the right path the right track is you can't tell a man how to be the prince charming either it's in him or it's not codependent behavior is you feeling that you have to tell him how to be prince charming i'm gonna go ahead and play it and um you're gonna hear how you know part that's part of the reason you kind of have to trust the process because you if you learn to listen to yourself and do the inner work, you're going to come to the same conclusion. I'm still working on how to articulate things better. But if you are coming from that last podcast and you hear what she's saying, the same way it's blowing my mind, it's the same way that um, it's just, <laughs> let me let me go ahead and play it. So, uh so what does it mean to let go? What does it mean to change? Letting go of these codependent behaviors is terrifying. That, for many people, means letting go of control. Mm-hmm. And if they, in the past, if they've let go of control, bad things have happened. Letting go of this relationship and letting go of these behaviors that have worked to some extent until now is terrifying. So... Sometimes I'll do an activity with the people I work with where we talk about reframing letting go. What are you letting go of, but then what are you getting control of? Vulnerability. When you're letting go, you become very vulnerable. When you don't have somebody else that you're trying to control, you don't have somebody else that is providing structure. And you know what? Um, I might be doing you a little bit of disservice. Um, go go listen to this video. It is uh, 25 minutes. Um, I What I might do is let's play this section and I might come back and play where she was talking about um, 
what what it means like especially in the dating part and I've mentioned this before I'm aware that in my past relationships I was codependent I don't think that I'm 100% cured from that I think if I were to try to go into another relationship it would just manifest in a different way with different people um but uh oh let me see physical and effective um yeah I think let me let me finish playing this part and then um I will come back because I want you to get examples from her of what it looks like okay you're trying to control you don't have somebody else that is providing structure on the same end yes you're vulnerable but now you only have to use your energy to control yourself and mm -hmm. you can use it to move towards those things that are important Letting go of codependent behaviors means accepting that you could not change or fix it or them. And that is huge. That's the part I was trying to articulate. And this is from someone who is a, um, it looks like she's a doctor here, right? Um, so she has uh, 279,000 followers. She talks about mental health. And you probably were listening to that last podcast and it's like, oh, she's stretching it. She doesn't understand. No, you have to understand and accept that you cannot change or fix the other person. Right? Means accepting that you could not change or fix it or them. Okay, that's terrifying. Because it often represents the fact that you may not have been, been able to change other relationships as well. Mm -hmm. However, you also, when you do that, the flip side is you start to recognize that it wasn't me. It was something that was not changeable, but it was not me. When you let go of codependent behaviors, you grieve the loss of the fantasy. Mm-hmm. You're not going to get the person back that you thought you were in a relationship with or that you hoped you could make out of this diamond in the rough. And and so that's part of what I was trying to articulate, too, because a lot of us have this idea when we meet this person, it's kind of like, oh, this is going to be my husband. This is going to be the father of my kids and we're going to live happily ever after. And it's a fairy tale. And you trying to tell them how to do things to fix what you want out of the relationship is a form of codependency. Hope that kind of makes sense. Or at least it makes sense to me. Y'all let me know what you think in the comments. So It ain't going to happen. So that's terrifying and heartbreaking. So there's some grieving that happens when you let go of those codependent behaviors but you also get with it an increased awareness and appreciation of the present moment and that is so huge y'all I think that the idea is to trigger up right to a trigger to ascension right I'm telling you as someone who's coming out of it like out of two years you know since the last relationship and going through that grieving process and understanding that I was codependent um she I think she's going to talk about it here but like learning how to just like be comfortable in the skin that you're in being comfortable with the amount of control I have in my life and I think even um 
it was weird because even when I was working on becoming self-sufficient, you know, um, a lot of it was kind of like still with the idea that I'm going to have a husband that's going to, I don't know, just be there. Right. And it's even things like, uh, having a hard time figuring out if I really wanted to buy a house as a single woman or if I wanted to wait until I got married to buy the house. And thankfully, I went ahead and bought the house. But there was a lot of conflict that came with that, right? And now to me, it's like, listen, that's nothing but a chicken wing. You know, um, I don't have to wait for a husband to go and do like my sip and paints and go on cruises and buy the cars that I want and go to the, you know, uh, car shows that I want or go to, you know, um, that has control over my life, right? I can um, be the best version of love for myself. And it really, I promise you, it feels good. And um it it just feels good, right? And so like even here it says in the in the comment, let me take off the CC. Increasing awareness and appreciation of the present moment. Right? Okay, I'm not going to get this prince that rides in on a white horse. Ain't going to happen. What do I have in the present moment? And when you let go of codependent behaviors, it means you've got to learn a whole new skill set which can feel very overwhelming. However, what you're doing is gathering tools to help you be the person you want to be. And there's no time frame. It's not like you've got to learn all these skills in two weeks. You've got time to do it. So there she's talking about um, support Dr. Snipes. Go check her out. Um, let me just play the rest of the video so you can be along here with me or purchase a thanks on any video that you particularly like once a person's decided to change there's a grieving process that has to happen they're letting go of a behavior they're letting go of a dream they're letting go of you know a lot of things control remember in the grief process we have denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. When a person hits bottom, the grieving process, denial, when they're in that place, they're still saying it's them and not me. I can fix them <laughs> and they're going to love me and I'll feel happy. Right, right. Well, oh my gosh. once they bust out of that denial, a lot of people move to anger. And we see the person in with codependent and i i'm not sure if the volume is high enough for you to hear it but think about it it says um part of the denial is it um it is them not me so now you say i can fix them i can tell them how to be a man how to be in the show up in this relationship and once i fix them then they will love me and I will feel happy. That's a form of codependency, you guys. Okay. I can fix them. I'm going to tell them what to do. I'm going to coddle them. I'm going to tell them how to man up. Right. Then they will love me. And I will feel happy. 
tendency bounce back and forth between all of these feelings while they're in the relationship. It's kind of interesting. There is an ongoing grief process. So then they move to anger. If the dysfunctional other would only do what I tell them, things would be okay and I could relax. They don't appreciate my sacrifices. So they're angry that they can't control the person and they're angry and feeling um, unappreciated. Bargaining. All right. Okay. Let me step back. Maybe if I do X, Y, and Z, then, they're, then they'll change. You know, let me, let me see. Can I bargain with you? If I do these things, will you, quote, behave? And the dysfunctional other may say yes, may say no, but the person with codependency is still trying to figure out how to make it work. Mm -hmm. Depression. Nothing I do makes them change. It's hopeless. I am helpless. And that is the place where the person is really hitting that bottom when they're hopeless and helpless. So, I mean, I don't want it to get too dark. I think I'm going to kind of skip through ahead. Let me see if there's anything else. I think um, my my stance on this is you can avoid all of this freaking dark, deep, <laughs> murky energy if you just let people hear. Ooh, OMG. Look at the next one. Acceptance. Let's play. I can't make this up. Acceptance. Continuing to do what I've been doing and expecting different results is insanity. It's another I was just going to say, you can skip through all of that crazy stuff if you just let people be who they are. Understand that either he's, he's a, a husband looking to, for a wife and he's going to take the lead. And if he has it in him, he's going to do it. And if he doesn't, it ain't got nothing to do with you and you just keep pushing. And here is the next the next one she's talking about. Acceptance. I'm going to go back to the beginning a little bit so you can. I'm telling y'all, I had to go through it, but this is what it looks like. And finally, acceptance. Continuing to do what I've been doing and expecting different results is insanity. It's another uh, phrase that we often use in recovery circles. My life with this person has become unmanageable and I'm powerless to change them. That's step one of Codependence Anonymous. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I have to make a change if I want the things in my life that are important. Mm -hmm. And that is the final assertion in ex because um i i'm i'm a little bit sleepy i am going to go to bed um but um and i was going to watch a movie but um if if you're interested in this go back in and listen to it from the top um she's really easy to listen to but this is talking about the autonomy happening with yourself remember um she was talking about the the you wanting to control the other person and um, she talks about what that looks like, right? And um, now that you're not focused on controlling the other person, you're focusing on con on being in control of what's going on with your life, what makes you happy, what, you know, um, type of a thing. So it says, I have to make a change if I want the things in my life that are important. Acceptance. When the person has accepted that they have to let go of this dream, this fantasy, this this relationship. Hitting 
Hitting bottom is part of the grieving process when making a significant change. One of the things that you can do to raise the bottom, which means help a person get motivated before they have to experience even worse consequences, is to increase awareness. Make a collage of all the things, people, and activities that are important in your rich and meaningful life. Cross out the ones that have been harmed or are likely to be harmed by your codependency. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a pretty stark picture mm-hmm. when you start looking at it. And I encourage you not to use words, but to actually do a collage. Because if you're talking about harming the relationship with your kid mm-hmm. and you have to put a big red X through your kid's face, mm-hmm. that's kind of startling when you mm-hmm. step back and look at it. Mm-hmm. So it can be a wake-up call. Once people start becoming more aware, they're going to become more motivated. But a lot of people with codependency, if not all, are terrified of being alone because they don't know who they are if they're alone. They may not have ever been in a place where they haven't been taking care of someone, so they don't know what to do. And that is huge, right? I had to go through that because even with the last relationship, it's kind of like, okay, what? What do you mean no relationship? What do you mean no husband? What do you mean no kids? Am I even a woman anymore? Do I even have value to society? And it's like, who am I, right? And I talk about loving You know, even when you hear the language, it's like, I love my long legs. I love my hair. I love my complexion. I love my humor. I understand that I'm quirky. I understand that I love to get information. I understand the things that I, you know, enjoy doing in life. And I'm completely comfortable with that, right? But that's why I said it was, it could be triggering because a lot of the times we are, um, We are groomed to have an identity attached to someone else. And if you are under that Eve's curse, right, where it's like you have that longing, that desire, that wanting type of a thing, and you're constantly chasing after that, and you're just never getting it, and you're, you know, sometimes fighting for it, you know, for and. Again, I do believe that there are people who have the qualities of a husband. Um, and if they have it in them, they're going to show up that way. So if you have to tell someone how to husband, that's it obviously doesn't work, right? Um, but if they're going to be a husband, they're going to show up as a husband, right? Um and like I said, I, I can um I can show some examples and I think even coincidentally my mom is a good example of it. They've been married for, for years, um still together, raised four kids, ups and downs, um, but my mom is very much independent and um in the sense of like um She she has her own autonomy. She is very comfortable in her um in her skin and um 
she's not going to be like so attached to this um concept of 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 marriage I think the way that I was so um and, and the way that I see a lot of other women that are single are too right the loneliness, the trauma, the depression, the anxiety, the grief, everything they're going through, they think, oh my gosh, if I have to go through this alone, it might just completely overwhelm me, which is why it's important to join a support group or begin counseling. But this is what I call placing an anchor. When you are uh, rock climbing or mountain climbing, you know, as you go up, you periodically place anchors. So if you start to slip, you're not going to fall all the way back to the bottom. You're only going to fall a little bit of the way. So place an anchor. Support groups, Codependents Anonymous, Adult Children of Alcoholics. There are a lot of different free support groups out there. Your community also may have other uh, support groups for codependency. Final thoughts. Recognize that the recovery from codependency requires that you grieve the loss of the relationship with the dysfunctional other. There was something about that relationship that was very important to you. Mm-hmm. You grieve the loss of the hope for a relationship with the imaginary dysfunctional other. Mm-hmm. And I, I mentioned this earlier, the diamond in the rough. A lot of people who are codependent get involved with others, dysfunctional others, Mm-hmm. who need to be rescued or mm-hmm. seem to need to be rescued. So the person with codependency sees them as a diamond in the rough. I'll just polish them up and mm-hmm. I will make them into this shiny diamond. Mm-hmm. That ain't going to happen. Uh, other people may have been in a relationship with the person when they were healthy and then the person developed an addiction or other problem and they hold on to this dream of having the Jim Bob that they married back hmm. and that person may not come back if hmm. the current Jim Bob is steeped in addiction or <laughs> trauma or she something said else. Jim Bob. <laughs> the repeated loss of the original dysfunctional other is another thing to grieve. Most people who are codependent or have codependent behaviors have some original traumas that Every time a relationship breaks up, especially a codependent relationship, that initial relationship that didn't work out, which is often with a caregiver, is is repeated. You know, they feel like they're losing dad or mom all over again. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be important to grieve that the original dysfunctional other that started all of this. And they need to grieve all of the things that they've lost along the way as a result of these dysfunctional relationships. So there's a lot of grieving to go around. (laughs) Related videos are linked in the notes to this presentation. Yeah, go check her out. So, But real quick, so one of the things she mentioned is um, she said that the codependency doesn't necessarily start from when you're a child. It could happen later in life. And the other thing, like, I I really want to try to end this on a positive note for your sake and mine as I'm about to fall asleep is um you know the more you understand or know what you're dealing with 
you don't have to go through all that deep, dark shit that I went through, right? Um, but I, like I said, I think it's pretty cool that I'm hearing her and I'm like, yeah, 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 that's what I was trying to say. That's the conclusion I reached. That's how, that's how I understand it. Um, and, and to be, um, kind of a little bit more vulnerable too, that this is reminding me, I, I really do need to, um, sign up for counseling. Um, and again, not, not to get into another relationship, just kind of explore, you know, myself a little bit more and why, how did I reach this, these conclusions and what are the lessons that I have learned and, um, and if they can help me understand myself a little bit more, like, um, I think if, if I were to think about me sitting on a purple couch and she's talking about all this other this stuff, the way that I heard it, I was like, oh my gosh, yeah, that's what happened. But when she talks about support, you know, um, I probably, you know, I talk to y'all on my pur- purple virtual, you know, airways and stuff. But I wouldn't necessarily want to be talking to other people about it, I don't think. But it would be nice to have um, a counselor that I can just bounce those ideas off of. And I think, you know, like I said, not so much to get into another relationship, but to to, um, kind of try to extract as much as possible from life. Like really exploring what are some other things I can do to... um, just get the fullness out of life and how to be happy and unca- to be carefree and not to attach i think that one of the things um i have to to look at my budget and and see it's something i i want to start uh scheduling in but i think that one of the things i want to be intentional about when i'm looking for a counselor is um to be a safeguard, like if she notices that I'm starting to kind of hold on to something, you know, like really get attached. Now, here's what's what's interesting. And again, I know not a lot of people are into Zodiacs and stuff. I respect it. Um, but uh, I also have a lot of fixed elements in my chart. And so that means that uh, I I do have a tendency to want to hold on to things. I want it to be my mom, my dad, my brother, my friend, my boyfriend, my husband, my, you know, and one of the things you have to learn in life is people are not possessions, right? They are to be a free, they have free will. And that's one of the things I've had to learn with the past relationships they are free to have their emotions. I just wish that they had been respectful of my feelings. But at the end of the day, they don't owe me a relationship, right? I think they were disrespectful in the sense of, you know, if if you know you don't like someone, then you should you should tell them that. I've had to do that over the years as I was, quote unquote, vetting people or kind of like, uh, talk to them okay you're funny you're cool whatever but I, I'm just not you know it sucks a little bit but I'm not gonna keep coming around in your face like you know knowing that I'm lying to you or I'm just using you and that type of thing but um in 
And I think I can be pretty self-aware to kind of pay attention if I'm attaching too much and holding on to things too much. But it's always good to have an extra pair of lenses kind of like, you know, just learn to let go. Just learn to, you know, be, uh, like I said, just carefree. Y'all, I want to share um, something with you, but it's going to have to be tomorrow um, with my trading stuff. It's so cool. Um, I had a really cool conversation with my dad this morning and we like low-key kind of manifested another stream of income together so uh and, and it happened within let me see so like yeah within four hours it was crazy but again it's one of those things where um it's cool because I've been that way my whole life and now I'm able to like really get the ball rolling and down to four hours and trusting the process. So stay tuned for that. Tomorrow is, is tomorrow, um, no, what today's Wednesday. Okay. Tomorrow's Thursday. Okay. Um, I will try to get that, that story out to you guys by the end of the week. Um, tomorrow I'm pretty sure I'm going to be busy. So unless I'm recording while I'm on the road, um, you probably won't hear from me tomorrow. Um, so probably be over the weekend, but y'all take care. And, you know, like she said, give yourself time. You were not going to have these answers overnight. Um, it's kind of like a love hate relationship where, when I think back on it, it wasn't, if I'm honest, it was not like all butterflies and fluffy. I think there's like a meme. Oh, oh, you know what? And I forgot. I had to take a screenshot of the, um, let me go back. I have to take a screenshot of, of where she was talking. Because <laughs> I was going to do a meme where... um take a screenshot of a meme where uh every person who's on this journey has probably seen it at some point in time where it's like this really happy child and it's like what we think um spiritual enlightenment looks like and and it's uh, like always like a happy person and like there's butterflies and you're like running through the field of daisies and there's lots of sunlight and you know, rainbows and sparkles and glitter. And then at the bottom, it's like, <laughs> it's like the deepest, darkest, like what, what spiritual ascension really feels like. It's like, it's like, you're just in a really big, um, sweater. Like, you know, the ones that come over your head and you're just like looking through a little hole and it's like cold outside and you're trying to like hold on to a warm mug and, and just stuff like that. Like, you're just like, this is not it. But I can tell you, um, it feels good to be on this side of it. And, um, but you do not have to go through all this unnecessary crap. You know, um, a part of me, I'm not going to say I regret, but I think like if I could consolidate this information and give it to myself, like in my early mm, teen years, 
Um, it would have been very helpful, you know? So, I apologize. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, don't worry y'all, um, part of the reason sometimes when I do these podcasts late at night and I'm a little bit sleepy, it does kind of seem, it can be a little bit unprofessional, but, um, you know, we say God willing next year. And I get that from my parents. A lot of you guys know I grew up in the church or whatever. So it's just a way of saying like, I can't control if I'm going to wake up tomorrow, but I do trust in divine source. You know, if, if I'm supposed to be here tomorrow and next year, then I will be. But, um, I think going into January, I, I need to buy another phone. So, there should be some good sales, buy another phone. And that's going to help me a lot too, because I don't, I haven't been able to do the quality the way that I really like to. I think back in like maybe last year, um, when I was doing them for my laptop, I used to record from my laptop and then um, be able to pull up stuff on my phone. And we had really great conversations. But now that I'm having to record from my phone, Um, it's setting me back a little bit. So having another phone is going to help me. And also I'm not going to have to be tied down with, um, studying for my, my class and stuff like that. So, um, I can come on earlier when I'm a little bit more in like, I guess in the mood, because, you know, I'm imagining sometimes you guys are listening at, you know, on the way to work or, in the PM and it's like, why is she yawning? Why is she falling asleep? Why is she saying she's going to bed type of a thing? So a little bit more professional. And I also want to explore, um, more of my writing. I'm a really good writer. Um, and, and at one point I used to have WordPress, but y'all, it was so much going on and it was so complicated. And I was just like, I'm not going to keep paying the monthly subscription, to do all of this, but I think I'm going to start circling back to where I can write more stuff and um, kind of figure out how to get a little bit more engagement from you guys so that, you know, I can be of a little bit more service. So it's it's fun to muse and share my thoughts, but but I want to make sure if, if you guys have any questions um, that I'm kind of addressing them or any comments and stuff on some of the things I'm saying. All right, so with that being said, promise i'm gonna hang up now i'm gonna take a screenshot of this um video like i said if you're kind of interested in the codependency she does a really good job of explaining it i'm gonna take a screenshot of her talking about the letting go segment which is what we played and you're gonna see it's it's the video titled 15 signs you're hitting bottom in codependency by doc snipes and looks like her area of expertise has to do with um mental health. She also talks about like excuse me, nurturing the inner child during the holidays. Oh, that's interesting. Um she also has videos. Oh, wow. Yeah, you guys, we're really going to definitely go. Um here we go. Difference between introverts and avoidant personality. What two things um, do codependency, borderline 
personality and CPTSD. Um, signs you have anxious attachment. 15 tips for overcoming. Uh, no, that's, oh yeah, overcoming and coping with trauma. 20 signs of codependencies and tips how to address them. You know what? I'm sleepy, but let me, you know what? I'm so curious. Y'all, I'm so bad. <laughs> 20, 20 signs of codependency. Y'all. An unstable sense, sense of self, right? So this can be triggering AF, right? What do you mean I don't have a sense of who I am by myself? That means who are you outside of wanting a husband and having to be a mother who are you it says they are unaware of repressing their authentic selves compulsive caretakers and controllers right that's that coddling behavior trying to tell other people trying to fix them so you can be happy right is it something that is their right to control? Communication difficulties, cognitive distortions, um, personalization, magnification. Let me see what it says under view all. She said 25, right? 20 signs of codependency. Hmm. Looking for happiness outside of yourself. Unaware of, let me take this off, uh, repressing authentic, feeling empty or worthless when not engaged in a crisis. Um, <laughs> see what else is on here. Just trying to skip ahead. <laughs> she looks so funny when I'm respectfully not. It's because I'm skipping ahead. Dang, girl, you're talking a lot on this one tab here. Does she change it to something else? Um, living in extremes, extreme control of lack or extreme responsibility or irresponsibility. Uh, obsessive anxiety about what will happen next. Trying to catch people. <laughs> Hypervigilance. Um... Difficulty identifying and modulating your own emotions, communication. So you have blame, threat, and guilt, passive aggressive. The martyr. The martyr, y'all. I've talked a little bit about how, um, especially for women and black women, we always want to like put on the cape and we feel that we have to go through things and struggle. In order to save other people, the martyr, this is a real problem, y'all. Passive, cannot say no. Rigid and weak, ignore other people's boundaries. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, that martyr thing is a, is a form of the codependency. This one, all or nothing, Right? Personalization, mind reading, jumping to conclusions without evidence and facts, magnifications of signs of relapse or of dissension, minimization of the problem or the need for help. Mm. 
This reminds me of um when I was in school taking classes. Um, I would need to go back and listen to this from her perspective because it's more than just um reading off of her PowerPoint. Um. Hmm. <sighs> All right, y'all. <laughs> I'm officially done. Bye. Good night.